Welcome to Never in the Intermission, where we talk about the next movie we'll be subjecting Tepper to. I'm your host, Ivan. I'm Shauna. I'm Spencer. And I'm Tepper. Uh, so, wrongfully accused. Mm. I still enjoy it. It's definitely, like, not amazing. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not super hot on it. Like, like even, even less so than like during the intermission. Like the more I think about it, the more I kind of go like, it's probably the weakest movie by far that I've seen by him. Is him Leslie Nielsen? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just like, I don't know, like there were just so many sections that were just kind of boring and a lot, you know, it's all in the episode, but even, even more so like. I don't know, I didn't really like it that much. I think Spencer said it best during the episode. This is something 13-year-old us would have probably liked more. Because I can definitely see myself at the age of 13 going wild over this, just laughing my ass off with my friends. Yeah, and I can imagine, like, talking about this movie, like, for, like, two or three weeks at school, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, I can see that. I mean, because, like, when I was younger, like, like, I haven't watched Spaceballs in a couple of years, but, like, Spaceballs for me was the shit when I was younger. Same with uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Like, that stuff was hilarious. Um, both of those movies I haven't watched in several years, and I probably should give them another watch. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like thinking about it some more, I agree with um, what you guys said, where if, if I was, like, 13... Damn, this would be amazing. Never seen Spaceballs or Monty Python, you say? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'd like to briefly protest having Monty Python lumped into the If I Was 13, I'd Love This, because Monty Python is objectively hilarious. Okay, I the, only, the reason I say that is I haven't seen both of those movies in quite a while. I, in my memories, still think they are amazing and that they hold up like incredibly well like i feel i feel like Spaceballs is still just as funny today as it was back then same with monty python but i haven't watched the movie so i can't say that with like authority kind of you know what i mean like i i kind of going off my nostalgic memories of them so i think that like the the difference that i would put between Spaceballs and monty python is if you go back and watch Monty Python, the stuff that you used to find funny that you no longer find funny, you'll probably not find it funny because of how much other people have quoted it. Whereas with Spaceballs, I think that probably you'd notice that like somewhere in the range of a fifth of the jokes, you're like, huh, you know, I didn't, that didn't really land. Mm-hmm, I don't know. I'd have to watch Spaceballs again to, but like a lot of those jokes, I don't yeah, know, landed, sure landed, landed for me really well. And like Spaceballs only got better for me over time where like i started to clue into some of the more like subtle jokes that they had like there's the obvious stuff you know how how many assholes do i have on this ship (laughs) uh but then there's like stuff like when i was a kid i didn't fully understand like the merchandising scene um like space balls the flamethrower uh that later on i understood better and was like damn that's really good uh, yeah, but I think you'd find that just as many jokes that you're like, oh, I didn't get that the first time, you'll be like, oh, that that was for a younger me. 
Like I said, I'd have to I'd have to watch it again to really like say. That's why like I don't want to like I'm not I'm not gonna like pick this hill to die on of like no Spaceballs is still funny because like again I haven't watched it in a while so I can't really say I'd like to f- I my general feeling though is that it's still really good but um yeah th- this movie uh, there's a bunch of stuff that didn't land um and I mean like there was a bunch of sections that were like decent but. Overall, I walked away pretty disappointed. Yeah, I would agree with that. And that's been the intermission. Very cool. <laughs> See you guys uh, some other week. Yeah, I don't know if disappointed is the word I would use. Honestly, like the impression that I got, because I, I don't think I've seen any other uh, of his other films, is that like, I want to see the other ones now to see if, like, I am actually missing something. Have you not seen other Leslie Nielsen movies? Like, have you not seen Airplane or, like, Naked Gun? I don't think so. If I have, I don't have, like, a clear memory of them. All right, time to start a new podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, like, for me, it was, I, the first movie I watched by him was Airplane, yeah. And then I watched Top Secret, which was, like, decent, but not as good as Airplane. And then I watched this movie, and it's like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, is that, like, your list? That's not, yeah. There's, he's, the, he's got some good, he's got some excellent Yeah, I, I've seen, I think a scene, I've seen two scenes from Naked Gun, I think. I, there's one where he's, like, getting information from a guy, and they trade the bills back and forth, basically. Yeah. Uh, and that scene is hilarious. Um, there's a there's a few scenes that like similar formula but very differently executed mm. like that that are very good. Yeah, and then there's another one where it's like everything is exploding behind him. He goes like nothing to see here. But but yeah, basically what I'm trying to say is is my like the progression of quality has not been great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, enough about Leslie Nielsen and not Leslie Nielsen. We've got ourselves a question. Hype from our good anonymous male fan, super fan number one. Uh, and this time it's in Bulgarian. Mm. And it's written in the, the Bulgarian alphabet, so that was fun to translate. Um, it says Doborden, which is good day. In regards to your comment on lamp holstering night vision goggles in the movie, bracket, that I haven't seen, full transparency, end bracket, I was wondering, if you had the ability to manufacture an impractical but useful item, what would it be, and how would it operate? I look forward to your response as ever. Toj Prijat... Okay, hang on. Toj Prijatelj, the Admiral, which is your friend, the Admiral. Uh, and then P.S., as I'm having less free time, the pseudonym above will have to suffice for a time. I hope you understand. Yeah. Well, I don't. I think I think we have to take a firm stand and never answer questions by people who haven't seen the movie. So good night. <laughs> <laughs> also, I really like <laughs> uh, an impractical but useful item. Those are oxymorons. Yeah, I was thinking like. I was looking at this question and I was like, disposable screwdrivers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like it, it's some, it is something that is useful, but done in an impractical way. 
I bought a 12-pack of screwdrivers from Walmart. Like, so, imagine a thing that you'd want to use over and over again for a long time, but, like, distinctly disposable. Like, it breaks after the first oh. use, like, every time. Oh, like roads. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, what came to mind for me is, um, there's, like, a video of a guy who made robots to squeeze condiments, and they suck. <laughs> it's, like, in a sense, useful, but utterly oh, impractical. Oh, yeah, those. Just try, like, <laughs> yeah. trying to locate the the uh, bun to put it on. Yeah, yeah. I think a Rube Goldberg machine of uh-huh. any sort fits that category. Sure. Got a, got a product I, f- I feel like I feel like that's the, easy, though, though. I mean, I, At uh, least get a good product to go with it. Then you got some marketing potential. I mean, just, like, any task and Rube Goldberg it. Like Name a task. Buttering toast. Thank you. Just oh, so so you're Wallace and Gromit with his literal wake up yeah. Goldberg machine to yeah. butter his toast. I don't know. I think that that machine is like actually relatively practical. Like there aren't that many superfluous parts of that machine. Like sure, it's kind of like steampunky in that it's got a, like a lot of arms and shit that come out of it, but like. It's not like there's, like, a mouse that sits in the middle of it and, like, has to eat cheese to change the weight of a ballast or something like that. Like, it's all mechanical. (laughs) Also, steampunk is arms. The more arms you have, the more steampunk you are. Hmm. It's just just like belts are magic. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The more belts you have, the better a mage you are. If you cover your arms in belts and have multiple arms, then you just, you get both. (laughs) Super mage. (laughs) Steampunk mage. Um, I mean, but like, he's like, at least half of Wallace's house has to be devoted to that machine. Like it's hidden behind walls and everything. And like, it drops him through the floor. Like he's living on very little physical space for himself and his dog. (laughs) Do you think when he bought the house, he was like walking through going like, okay, so I'm going to need a place where the bedroom is directly above where I want to put the kitchen table. And I have to have, like, yeah. giant random closets beside every room. And, like, doesn't he have a chute that shoots him out of his kitchen into his garage? Uh, probably. Because, right. like, in the window washing one where where they save the sheep, right? Like, he has a machine that puts him in the motorcycle with yeah. with Gromit and all of his window washing gear. Impractical. <laughs> but useful. Yeah, uh, thinking about uh, Wallace Gromit actually um, reminded me that when I was younger I watched uh, the movie Chicken Run. Good movie. Yep. Um, and I guess maybe it's, I guess it is pretty useful, but that whole like pie machine they had was uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. That thing was incredibly useful. You put in chickens and you <laughs> get out pies. I, I feel like the maintenance cost. There's almost no human interaction whatsoever. <laughs> and if you didn't have, like, literal intelligent chickens that you were trying to feed into the thing, <laughs> like, they would just fall into the razor blades. They wouldn't do any of the things that they do to make it, like, break. It's clearly a high-quality piece of machinery. <laughs> but, but I feel like the maintenance cost for that is incredibly expensive. Like... 
I mean, it's a real. I think it's it's the upfront cost that presumably was absurd. Well, there's that. Yeah, exactly. But also, like maintaining that thing must be insane. No, man. When you're when you're pumping out pies at an industrial <laughs> rate, the maintenance costs are just like cost of doing business. Also, also, you just have a husband to do all of it. If anything, they should be concerned about their lack of chickens. <laughs> Uh, that, that was like they bought a way bigger chicken machine than they have quota. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially considering their problem was that their chickens weren't laying enough eggs. Yeah, gonna gonna really be a problem pretty quick. And they had yeah. like one senile rooster. They really should have yeah. like expanded their chicken operation first, then swapped one over senile the... rooster and one rooster they didn't know they had. Yeah, because you'd think if you were just trying to cash out of the chicken business, you could like rent somebody else's chicken chicken pieing machine yeah <laughs> or sell or sell your chickens yeah i feel like you <laughs> yeah, could get no a tie you could get a tidy sum for like intelligent chickens i guess you have all that land then that isn't being used but they had a gigantic barn that was not really being used the only thing that that barn was originally being used for was killing single chickens when they when they weren't impressing them uh sell the chickens and buy more chickens <laughs> like 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 so problem yeah, chickens yeah. are not laying enough eggs sell chickens that are not laying eggs buy chickens who lay eggs solving the economy <laughs> you're plotting something i know it i haven't watched that movie in a long time actually it's i a really I, good movie. I, I rewatched the um the scene where they go uh with the whole scene inside the machine recently god what, yeah. a, what a cool it's a ridiculous machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. They like sabotage it from the inside and it explodes. I think to answer the question, that machine for any task. <laughs> That's the exact opposite of impractical. Like if I had a magic machine where I feed in raw ingredients and it spits out perfectly finished products. I want I, I want a barn size mechanical monstrosity to brush my teeth. <laughs> I lay down on a conveyor belt. I need to make toast. I need side. to make toast. No, I just like feed in scale. buckets of teeth, and they come out perfectly clean. <laughs> See what I was thinking is it removes your teeth and then implants new ones every day. <laughs> that sounds cursed. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? I mean, what else is Spencer gonna do with his teeth cleaning machine but sell them to the people who have uh, have teeth replacement machines? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, now we've definitely saved the economy. <laughs> Thank you for that question and uh, the mental images that it brought about. Conjured up. Yes. <laughs> so Chana has a horrifying imagination. <laughs> uh, speaking of... This is the most real it ever gets. Uh, this weekend, this past weekend, <laughs> we'll have uh, been recording our our uh, holiday special, Die Hard Two. We're getting most most of the people together in person, having a nice viewing. Unfortunately, it didn't quite work out for everyone, so we'll have a few ab- absences. But such is the season. Yeah, it's a holiday special. It's the holidays, and like most of us are out of school now. 
Yes. Trying to make <laughs> giant teeth machines. <laughs> Come on down to Shauna's engineering school. Working your nose to the teeth machine. That old saying. All it costs you is a handful of teeth. You see, the, the, the really frightening story here in my mind is once Shauna does have a perfect industrial strength teeth cleaning machine, she then needs to create the need for the product. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we have to do something to everyone's teeth. So that they go, holy Jesus, I need... I need tooth cleaning at a at a level and or scale that I had not previously <laughs> contemplated. Then Shana goes like, "Look what I've had in my garage this whole fucking time." Anti fluoride, anti fluoride in the water. Perfect, perfect conspiracy material. They're putting anti fluoride in the water. <laughs> it's turning the frogs straight. <laughs> I mean that's just that's just science. <laughs> I, 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 I like your that all frogs are gay. It's because of all the fluoride. Yeah, it's all, all, all the fluoride in the water, water turn them all gay, and now the anti fluoride is going to fix that. Well, I mean it Shit, would if it wasn't homophobic. too late. <laughs> There's no more frogs because they were all gay for too long. Okay, so we've defeated Shauna's plot before it even began. Shauna's, Shauna's uh, homophobic, making uh, anti-fluoride. She's cancelled. Fuck. <laughs> um, ul- ultra plaque. Ultra plaque. <laughs> I'll make ultra plaque. There we go. <laughs> no problems with that. I took a regular plaque and I put it into an intense environmental pressure until it bred and bred and bred. I filtered out all the weaknesses of regular plaque. <laughs> Put it in a plaque battle royale. <laughs> One day your skull will turn to ash and the plaque will still be there. <laughs> and then it gets too, it gets so strong that even Shauna's machine can't clean the teeth anymore. We were so concerned with whether or not we could. We never stopped to think about whether or not we should. Wait, oh... Gingivitis, that's what I... Because I want the teeth. I don't want them ruined. <laughs> I gotta attack the gums. <laughs> so they can't the gums hold just the don't teeth. hold in teeth. Exactly. Here, have a different pair. Come back tomorrow. Then I get all the teeth for myself. <laughs> the future is bright at Monsters Incorporated. In real life, I would actually like a jar of teeth. Yeah. Hmm. It is known. Now it's publicly known. No, this is the first it's... first time I've heard about your desire for the jar of teeth. Well, I mean, I love bones and, and, and skin and stuff. Like, if you were to hand me these things, I would gladly take them. Not wet. <laughs> they have to be dry. <laughs> I would gladly take them. Except I won't in these specific cases. Yeah, that, that, yeah. So, Die Hard. <laughs> yes, next week. Die Hard 2, releasing on, what, it, the 23rd, right? That's how, that's how dates work? Yeah. yeah. December 23rd. Just in time for Christmas. Yeah. Or possibly some other holidays, because I don't know that many dates. 
But happy holidays regardless. Yeah. And thank you, listeners, for sticking around for as long as you have. Yeah, that's that's an impressive gauntlet you went through. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel we've all come out changed from the giant teeth machine. (laughs) Yeah. A lot more movies have been watched. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a whole year of movies since we started mid-year last time. How long is the our backlog of movies? Uh, it's, I don't know. It's it's well over a hundred. I haven't bothered counting. We got we got time. Oh no. Uh, as always, you can find us all on downloadablezebras.com. And a special thanks to 8 Jazz for the use of our theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description. Bye.